Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz Show, brought to you by WorldWideBrands.com. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Chris Malto. Getting traffic to your website is only one part of your marketing effort. Once visitors arrive at your site, you still have to convert them into buyers, or you've just wasted your advertising dollars. That means figuring out which elements of your sales process are effective and which are costing your customers. Today we're talking to successful internet marketer David Bullock, managing director of davidbullock.com, about testing and modifying your site to see higher sales and lower advertising costs. David, welcome to the show. Hi, how are you? Good, David. You know, higher sales and lower advertising costs appeal to me greatly, so <laughs> let's talk about some of that. I believe that we met you at the Ken McCarthy Systems Seminar in Chicago, right, was it? Right, right. Mm -hmm. Right. It was either my co-host, Rob Cowley, or Colette Marshall, our business development director, and I heard good things about you, so oh, we're, we're very anxious to talk with you about this. Can you explain the difference between testing and tracking and why it's so critical for the online merchant? Right. Well, tracking really is an observation. To track means that you're paying attention to what's happening on your website, how many people are hitting this particular page and how they're moving forward. That's just observation. It's seeing how people move. Testing is actually a comparison when you're looking at one thing versus another to see what is actually working better from a conversion standpoint or what is working better in terms of lowering your actual advertising cost for customer acquisition. Right. Right. Okay, so what's changed in the last few years in terms of online analytics? And again, analytics would be the culmination of all this work, right? The testing and tracking? Oh, absolutely. Over the last couple of years, when I came into the marketplace in 2004, there were not very many tools out there that would actually do the testing and the tracking and the basics of knowing what's going on on your website. But with Google Analytics actually taking the Urchin software and making it free, now these tools are becoming more and more prevalent. So you have ClickTracks, Google Analytics, you have Offermatica, Optimus, Vertster, just to name a few. These companies now provide the insight that you need into your website. These tools did not exist some years ago. When I came into the marketplace and was looking for something to just rotate um, more than four different elements at the same time, the tools did not exist. David, you know, you said that, of course, Google has bought Urchin and made it free. Do you have any idea how much money I spent on Urchin over the past years? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Well, that's. I used, to, <laughs> I used to buy that software and put it on their websites and, you know, put it on the servers. And, man, okay, now it's free. Well, all right, that's good. That's, um, I'm happy for everybody that's coming along now. You know, that's wonderful. <laughs> well, look at, look at the model that they have. They started with just search. And so you go there, and then they went to the pay-per-click model. As soon as people have to start paying their money to get traffic to their site, you have to give them a way to look and see yes. what's going on with that traffic. Otherwise, you're spending money and possibly doing good money after bad. Right. The thing that has really changed more than anything else is you can actually track from the keyword all the way to sale. And when yeah. that technology started to become more and more prevalent, there's no guessing anymore. Right. Right, and we use that. I mean, we in our, in our website, we actually use that. What is now Google Analytics, converted over from Urchin, and it's been great. Oh, know. yeah, oversight is what you need. Right, right. Now, you're an engineer, David. How do engineering and testing come into play with increasing your sales and profit? Well, selling online is a process with the beginning, a middle, and the end. And since I was an engineer first, and then I moved what I call a belly-to-belly -belly salesperson, Moving from an offline selling environment, taking that same skill set of, okay, I have someone who says they're interested. So where are they? Are they gathering information? 
Are they looking to buy now? Are they looking to improve a buying decision? Are they evaluating? It is the same process except it's online. I say process because as an engineer, you're always breaking things down into little bitty pieces and yes. say, okay, this works and this doesn't. I never quite understood how you could just put a website up there without having the marketplace help you to design it, helping to create the copy, and even tell you what's the best pricing. Right. So many people would just put something up there and just hope it's sold, right? Oh, yeah. What yeah. The, the common idea is if we build it, they will buy. Uh, <laughs> yeah, too many people watching movies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> gotcha. I myself was actually a systems engineer for Kodak, and I'm oh, familiar my. with breaking the processes down into steps and, and deciding which ones actually work and which ones don't. So was there more that you wanted to continue with on that subject? Well, really, you can't, from an engineering standpoint, now that I know I'm talking to a fellow engineer, you can't improve <laughs> something that you can't see. That's right. And most of the time you find situations, and the listeners need to be very careful that they're actually on platforms that allow them to test and track. And there's certain situations out there that they don't have enough control over the website so they can't even put tracking in place. So I would warn them against that and to see that they have platforms that allow them to see what they need to see so they can't actually improve. It's a very interesting point. There are an awful lot of hosting platforms out there, aren't there? Absolutely. And they don't all give you those options. Some of them just want to sell you cookie-cutter websites, and that's all they want to do. The funniest thing is that I was talking to one of my clients just today, and he's on a very popular platform, but he has no control of his shopping cart whatsoever to the point that he can't see when an order gets there from a tracking standpoint, and it's oh, really a sad situation. So what does he have to do? has to change platforms. It's not the right platform, so you have to make some different decisions, and a lot of that is education from the consumer side to know what they need to look for when they're starting to plan and design their website. What are you going to be doing with it, and are you going to be in a situation where you want to improve it? Starting knowing that you want to improve it is half the battle. Right. You know, I think so many people start an Internet business without taking into account that they need to become educated on certain things. Mm. You know, and get easily frustrated, don't they? I mean, people will start out, throw something up on the web, expect it to sell, and if they're not, you know, making $5,000 in a week, they're upset. And you need to learn about testing and modifying. Take the time to learn these things, you know, before you get frustrated. Oh, know, absolutely. Well, one of the things that I learned very early on, because I didn't go as deep as most people go into the Internet marketing space, I learned very quickly that if you actually tested and tracked, it undercut all of your SEO efforts. It, uh, it would actually undercut any of the copywriting efforts. You'd be able to see if your SEO was working. You'd be able to see if your copy was working. You'd be able to see if that image that you have on the page is working right. just by testing and tracking. So the education actually came from the doing of sending the traffic and seeing if it did do what I wanted it to do. So going back to engineering, then how can our listeners re-engineer their sales process? Well, the first part you need to do is put some tracking on your site so you can see what the mechanisms are. And again, you can't improve something that you can't see, but once you can start seeing how people are moving in and around your sales process, you can start to test different messages and images to see how that can increase your response. So right. the testing or comparing one thing to another against a stream of traffic is actually a re-engineering process. No need to put the site out there and let it sit static. When you talk about testing, for example, put out one pay-per-click ad that leads to a certain page on your website and then another pay-per-click ad that leads to a similar but slightly different page, correct? Right. You're talking about putting, and I think I spoke of it before, different images on the page will convey a different message. Right. Different headlines on a page will convey a different message. Even testing pricing. You can test pricing online. Something may sell better at one price than another. 
those are the things that you can easily test. And I like to tell my students, you can test anything that you can see on the page. Right. Right, right. And, you know, I, just as an aside here, I, I found an interesting website a while back. I believe it's called pricepoints.com, mm. where they'll actually tell you. I don't know if you've seen that or not. Mm-hmm. They'll actually tell you what the most popular price points are, like from 0 to $10,000, which wow. is wow. Uh, it's just a whole long list. <laughs> Instead of 148, you know, 149.95. So, what is the total marketing approach that you practice? Well, one of the things that happened because I was an offline salesperson long before I ever moved online, we actually use both radio, television, newspaper, classifieds. Basically, use online and offline. Meaning, we'll go in an offline media and drive those people online. Yeah. And then convert them there. And we find that those are very much, very qualified prospects because what did they have to do? They had to hear a message, become interested, remember the URL, yeah. and then come to a computer. So they've already jumped through at least four hoops right. before they even showed up. And then you tie that to just the traditional online methodologies of pay-per-click or SEO work or banner advertising or email marketing. But, again, it's the best of both worlds. People live offline. They don't right. live online. There are so many channels, there are at least 40 to 50 channels that you can move your message on, but most people who are, what we find is the people who are online tend to stay online, and people who are offline, for some reason, tend to stay offline. Right. If you merge those two together and then tie that in with testing and some of the advanced testing and tracking methodologies, you get a situation where you know where the person came from, how they're moving, how they're buying, and you can actually optimize that one channel. Right. So right. that one channel becomes a business or an income stream unto itself. So you so may have 40 income streams all working synergistically to create your total income. So you're focusing everybody into the same, basically you're channeling everyone into one area and then testing and, and, uh, and uh, tracking there. Right. Okay, now you use a special marketing method or testing method rather called the Taguchi method. What is that and where does it come from? The Taguchi method was created back around 1940 by a guy named Janenchi Taguchi. He was an engineer in Japan working for the telephone company. The long and short of it is he was in a situation that when a machine would go down, they would lose a lot of money. So as an engineer, you know that you have to keep the machines up. His testing method is essentially what I call the 80-20 rule of testing. It not only tells you... It tells you what's important, what to pay attention to while you're testing, so you're not testing everything. Right. It actually takes maybe 18 different creatives or 18 different landing pages, 18 different situations you're putting in front of your client, and it actually simulates up to 4,000 different tests. Now, it doesn't necessarily take a shorter time, but with the math that is done automatically in the background, it actually tells you, well, the headline is important here. Pay attention to that. Oh, the color on the left side of the page for that image, pay attention there. So what do you do? You concentrate your efforts where it's important based on how the marketplace is responding as opposed to you just guessing. Right, 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 right. With the Taguchi message, people think that it's like this magic formula that you just throw stuff into it and, and great stuff comes out. Dr. Kualik, who taught me the methodology, said, you know, garbage in, better garbage out. Because right. you've just tested garbage. <laughs> Okay, right. but better garbage out. I like better that. garbage yeah. out. But yeah. if you take the time, and there's a whole innovation piece too, where you're actually designing the inputs that go into the test. There's a whole other piece of it. So you design good stuff that goes into the test, and then the testing methodology will tell you, well, of those things that you just put in here, these are the ones that are important. Then you concentrate on those, 
and then your response rates and your profitability goes up. Right, right. So where has the Taguchi method been used, David, and why is it important for the EBS listeners? Well, it was used in industry first, say with the tourists and the auto industry, but then some years ago it started to be moved into direct mail, and then years later it started to be moved into the online space. It's important for your listeners to know that some of my students have been able to achieve 600% increases over baseline. I would say that's important, yes. Okay, yes. and reduced their cost of customer acquisition upwards to 90%, Fantastic. just by using the methodology and the thinking. Also, there's other students that have gotten 95.7% increases over baseline, others that have gotten 213% over baseline, meaning they tested their site, they found out where they were, they sort of employed the methodology, and then they get these increases that are far beyond anything they could ask for or imagine. David, can you explain the difference using this methodology between tracking, split testing, and multivariable, multivariate testing? Okay. Well, tracking, again, is just paying attention. So I like to call that a one-legged split test. You have one leg there, and all it does is it looks and observes objectively as to what's going on. Split testing is when you have one thing compared against another. So you're comparing red versus blue. Which right. one works better? Now, as soon as you start adding at least four different items, that you're four different creators or red, blue, and green, and then mm -hmm. purple, you can get into what they call arrays. And here's where it's so, it gets scary to people because we start talking about mathematics and arrays. Right. Folks, don't worry about it. This is all done in the background. It's automatic. But what happens is as soon as you start testing four different items against each other, you can get into a situation where it's called multivariable, which is several different items, Mm -hmm. multivariate, which you, when you're testing how does this item in combination with other items on the page work, and really you're talking about the best of both worlds. You're getting several different items and combinations of items placed in front of the consumer at one time, and you're tracking just to see how did they respond to this particular page rendered this particular way. And then the right. math takes over, and it tells you, well, of those items that you put on the page, this one works best, this is the most influential item on the page, and hey, pay attention to that. Make sure you amplify that message and see where it takes you. Right, and that's obviously where the confusion comes in because people will start thinking that, okay, if you're testing four or five different things at the same time, how do you know which one works? But that's what you're saying is that's where the math takes over. That's where this testing can really show some differences, correct? Exactly. You don't, you don't, the math gets into some very high-level mathematics or ray math, <laughs> but now the nice thing is is that that mathematics is done for you in the background, so you don't have to even trouble yourself with it. David, we've got about five minutes here and several questions I wanted to ask you, so I'm just going to fire these at you, okay? okay. Now, we talked about tracking, split testing, and multivariable, multivariate testing. Are there any cautions when using this methodology online? <laughs> you have to be really careful on what it is you put into it. Again, garbage in, garbage out, and there is a methodology in place to make sure that your inputs actually make sense and you don't enter in contradiction. So there's a caution there. Does advanced testing work with PPC and SEO traffic? And Absolutely. what about offline? Right. You, it's been used. I've used it with pay-per-click. My clients and I have used it with SEO traffic, and you can definitely use it offline. Great, great. Why is innovation so important when looking to get improved conversion rates for an online business? Well, because most people have websites, and they will always write the same headline, always use the same images. If you're going to get a better result, you actually have to do something different. And what we teach is how to get outside of your own head to create different inputs for your web business. 
Right, and this isn't necessarily just going out and copying everybody else. I mean, you've got to actually get creative here, correct? Oh, yeah. You have to get creative. You have to start looking at different processes, different sequencing, and all that is part of the thinking that has to be in place to actually use the testing well. And this will work with your split testing, and it will work with your multivariable testing. Let me ask you what our listeners should look for when evaluating conversion improvement tools. They should be looking for a couple of things. Ease of use, will it work on their platform? Every platform is a little bit different. Every tool is a little bit different. Make sure you look at the specifications to make sure that you can actually use what it is you buy. The next thing you're looking for is relative accuracy. How is it looking to find out what that visitor is doing? Is it dropping a cookie? Is it looking at the log files? Just know what that is and know how it's tracking because that will be an indicator on how accurate it's going to be. You know, that's one thing you just mentioned, log files. That's one thing I guess I can appreciate about paying for urchin all those years and not having it free is that I no longer have to host those massive log files. Mm, exactly. Anyway, what should our listeners do today to improve their conversion rates and profitability? I would say to start, get some type of tracking mechanism on your site today, even if it's not the most accurate in the world. Just by you knowing how people move through the site, then because you can see, you can actually start to improve something. You can get a baseline, and you can stop guessing as to what the marketplace is doing, and you'll know. Right. That'll take your stress down substantially, I promise. <laughs> That's always a good thing. So how about the next big thing, David, in the marketplace for testing and tracking? What's coming down the line? What I'm seeing now is that the key word to sale tracking is becoming more and more prevalent. What I'm seeing happening is that keyword is now dynamically generating the next page that the person is going to see as though the website is now reading someone's mind and they're keeping that tracking information. It's beyond personalization at this point. It's now at the point in the technology that what it is you're searching for, people expect to see what they're searching for on the next page after they click on that blue link. And those pages are being dynamically generated, not just with product information, but also with ancillary information as well as other supporting uh, evidence to say that this is the thing that you want to buy and this is the merchant you want to buy from. So it's no longer just a commodity situation. It is almost an intelligent website situation, which is now becoming the past. Which is fantastic. I mean, that's what you need. Learn what they want to see and give it to them. And give right? it to them every time. I mean, right. it works with both in physical process optimization where we wouldn't accept a 100%, no, a 99% failure rate in manufacturing. But no. in marketing, we accept a 1% conversion rate and act like that's okay. Right. <laughs> so, again, coming from the manufacturing background, I didn't know that one click, one sale was not acceptable, so I always strove that way. Wow, wow. Well, that's a lot of great information, David. That is our show for today. David Bullock of davidbullock.com. That's D-A-V-I-D-B-U-L-L-O-C-K. Check out that website. You're going to learn a lot about testing and tracking. Thank you for being here, David. I'm Chris Malta. Today's Entrepreneur Product Sourcing and eBiz show has been brought to you by WorldwideBrands.com and entrepreneur.com. Join us again next week for more free eBiz education with the Internet's leading product sourcing experts.